Hi everyone, welcome to Sumeria's Harem, my podcast to do with all things spirituality, sex, taboos, relationships. I just love talking about things in a whole new way of thinking. This time I don't have a guest, this time it's just me. So I hope you enjoy our discussion today. Today's topic is one of my favorite aspects of spirituality, the full moon. The moon itself is something that is so beautiful, it never ceases to reduce its beauty. It never ceases to amaze us every time we see the full moon in the sky. And can you imagine back then, thousands of years ago, when there was very little light as in not natural light. In the world, there was just natural light, which means at night it was totally dark. The skies were lit, not just with the moon, but with all planets, all stars. There was so much that could be seen from the visible eye across the globe. And that is what our ancestors spent their time doing. They spent their time understanding the sky. Of course, today we have different screen, right? Back then, the space, the sky was their screen. Today we have screens in our hands. It's a very different world we live in. So totally grateful to our ancestors for what they have done. I'm not sure if you're aware, I am a certified sex and relationships coach. I'm an energy healer. I am still a finance director. I do goddess work. I do womb wisdom work. And when I work, especially on the goddess and womb wisdom, a lot of what I study is history, ancient history, and the truth of various aspects. And when it comes to the full moon, when it comes to the moon itself, right? um, When this episode is being recorded, today is the 10th of January, and the Friday the 13th is three days away. Today is a Tuesday, and Friday is three days away. So the 13th has various connotations with it to do with patriarchal beliefs. The patriarchy tried to do everything they could to lead the world away from the concept of the divine feminine. The number 13 represents the divine feminine. It represents Venus and it represents the 13 lunation cycles that we have, the 13 lunation cycles are our moon cycles. Isn't that amazing? There is 13 weeks to every season. This number 13 is nature itself. So every moon cycle is nature itself. And you, my dear listener, has spent some time in your true energetic authentic self making some decisions with all the energetic elements out there to decide what lessons you want to learn in this world. And every moon cycle is your chance to learn those lessons. So it isn't just a moon cycle. It is energy. Everything is energy. As I mentioned before, spirituality is everything. It's how you show up at work. It's how you show up when you sleep at night. Spirituality is how you show up When you go to toilet, spirituality is everything. So when it comes to the full moon, 
as the sunlight begins to make the moon brighter and brighter, remember the moon is completely dark, it has no light of its own, the sun is illuminating the moon, the sun which is pure light and the moon which is pure darkness. The moon is also an aspect of the divine feminine. The sun, as it begins to increase the light of the moon by an inch every day, at the very peak, there will be illumination. Of course, you'll be learning things and becoming aware of things all along the way. And this awareness could come across as emotional feelings because everything is emotion. Everything that you read, how you study, what you study, what you choose to spend your life doing, how you choose to show up at work, right? All of this is an emotional experience. Being emotional doesn't mean you are stressed and anxious. Being emotional means you can feel and you can certainly feel everything that is happening to you wherever you go. And so, as the sun illuminates the moon, you will begin to feel things that need to be learnt, things that you're not aware of, that you need to become aware of quickly, learn and move on from. Now, the thing about the moon cycles and the lessons of the moon cycles is that probably in the last, I'd say since the year 2010, there's been a lot of growth in the ancient wisdom technology coming back. I mean, on social media, you can find so many teachers in this space now. Um, and every year there is new wisdom being identified, new wisdom being communicated, new wisdom being downloaded. But this is not new wisdom. I'd just like to make sure you're aware. There is no new knowledge. There is just nature. And nature is the ultimate truth, which means that the laws of nature is how we work. And it's because we have forgotten the laws of nature that all of this knowledge appears to be new. And because there is such a vast amount of natural wisdom in this world, it all seems like, oh, there's something new now. Oh, that person's talking about something differently. Well, it might seem new, but the truth is your entire body, your system is a natural system at work that is fully aware of how nature works. So if there's anything that you're doing that is not aligned to nature itself, you will feel it. You will know that something isn't right. And I cannot, I cannot, um, cannot come up with a number to tell you how many people I know, know that when they were getting an education in school, they always felt that something wasn't right, but they just carried on with it. And that's okay. Some of us don't think that way. Some of us do. And this is the world we live in. Laws of polarity. Both exist. Both coexist. It is how we deal with that. That is the full moon itself. What is the full moon? It is two polarities coming together at once. It is powerful energy. It is extreme light and extreme darkness. It is darkness being overtaken by light. So it is extremely powerful. 
And it is really powerful as it starts to reach its peak. So more often than not, we feel the impact of the full moon a couple of days before the full moon itself. So there's many people that say, I don't feel anything today, it's a full moon or blah, blah, blah. That's okay. But I'd like you to revisit how you feel probably about a week before the full moon and start to see what is changing, what is shifting in you in terms of your days, in terms of how you're relating to others, in terms of how you're showing up at work, in terms of how you feel physically. All of these aspects is giving you information about what your lessons are in that month. Of course, there are people out there, like I do astrology coaching, I help people map out their full moon cycles to assist them in coming clear with what it is they need to be aware of that month. And in that aspect, there is clarity before you can feel it, but it is still a different experience because your shadow self is an extremely powerful lesson generator. Your shadow self is the aspect of you that you do not want to deal with. You'd rather not go there. And the way nature works, the source of all wisdom is the darkness. So if there's aspects of you that you do not want to go to, for example, if you feel that you are living in a world where everybody is, you know, getting married and having babies, that's just wonderful. Deep down inside, you know you don't want to have a child yet, maybe, but you don't want to have a child. And yet you go ahead and you do this. Um, whilst, of course, the child will be a blessing to you, there is still a lesson there. And the lesson is that you knew you did not want to have a child. There could have been a different journey in your life. And you decide to go ahead and have a child. And your path becomes different. So that is an unresolved, unhealed shadow self. There's parts of you that have been suppressed and denied because of the mainstream requirements. We think that the mainstream is who we're meant to be. And interestingly enough, if you look at all the influences and celebrities that you follow, they all hit a note in you because all they're saying is to be comfortable with who you really are. It's okay. Should you not learn those shadow self lessons now, you come back and you learn them. And if you don't learn them then, you learn them after the next life and the next life and the next life. Millions of lifetimes. We've all had millions of lifetimes. We don't have to, but we just are kind of stubborn with our lesson learnings. Until, of course, there's a time like now, 2023 onwards, there's a time where we do have options for accelerated learning, provided we choose to make the choices and invest in the choices to make the changes in our life. Yeah, so the time is definitely now. Coming back to a full moon. Now, what is a full moon release? Now, to understand the full meaning of any word, it's important to understand its etymology, its derivation, exactly where that word has come from. What is the, what is the root of that word? And you can find the etymology, the origin of all words on Google. Surprise, surprise. So just using Google, if you were to understand the origin of the word release, this is what you'd find. Release, circa 1300, relesen, to withdraw, to revoke, 
cancel, lift or remit. Or from old French, relaisser, relaisser is to relinquish, quit, let go, leave behind, abandon or acquit. Variant of relâcher is release or relax from Latin, relaxer is to loosen or stretch out. From PIE root, Latin relaxer is the source also of Spanish relajar, Italian relaxer, and English relax. And the uncle of relish, oh, this is so interesting. But for our purposes, what I'm going to focus on is the Latin relaxer, to loosen or stretch out, and the old French meaning of release, which is to relinquish, quit, let go, leave behind, abandon, or acquit. So who's been to full moon circles and meditations where, you know, you're asked to like sit down and release, 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 release all that no longer serves you. Just let it go. Just let it go. Release, release, release. And then of course we use breath work to assist with that. Um, and breath work is extremely powerful stuff. Breath work can make a huge difference because of its relationship with our nervous system. So breath work is a powerful medicine for sure. However, the other piece that's really, really important with every release is the intention behind your release. This is very, very critical to what you are trying to release. For example, if you're trying to release a past lover because you just can't handle the pain, your intention is to no longer have any pain to do with that person. That means you have not learned the lesson of why that person came into your life, what they were here to teach you. Because when you're ready to release something, there will actually be no longer any pain. There will be peace within you. And this is a really, really important thing to remember. So if you are trying to release your parents, or if you're trying to release um, a, an old place of work, a difficult colleague, and you still have, you're still harboring all these feelings within you of self-hate, maybe, mistrust, judgment. If all of this stuff is still there and your intention is to just get past it miraculously, I'm sorry to say, yes, breath work will definitely help to heal your nervous system. But if you do not recognize the patterns and you do not make peace with the true reasons of why individuals appear in our life, everyone is your teacher, and you haven't fully understood the lessons of their existence in your life, there is no release. Release is a peaceful activity. Letting go comes from a place of truth and peace. If there is denial of personal responsibility when it comes to an action that has taken place, if there is any rejection of any aspect of it that you know is a space you could have done better at, 
then release will not be possible either. Release is a really, 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 really deep activity that requires awareness of what is really, really happening within you with regards to what you want to release. So I see a lot of full moon circles where people just list down things that they want to release. I don't know where it's coming from. Um, you know, a whole list, like 10 different things, when each one is probably a power-packed, impactful inner experience that needs to be unpackaged, looked at, gone through as though you were a third party, fully acknowledged, fully owned, and only then released. Only when there is peace can you truly let go of something. Does it become easier to let go of something? There are several people that come to me that tell me I've done so many rituals, I've been to so many people to work on my issues from therapists to coaches, etc. It's great. I'm glad you've done that. But they still feel the pain. And this is because it does take a lot of work to get, become really, really clear of what aspect of ourself has contributed to that situation in our life. It could be something that happened in our childhood, which means we may need to dig really, really deep back when we were children. We may need to speak to our parents. We may need to speak to elders in the family. We may need to travel back into past lives. There are many, many, many different depths through which the shadow self's memory is regained, but it's there. The reason why we behave in the way that we do and, the, and we do not see the true intention of our actions is because it's really painful stuff. And that's okay. That's okay. Pain sucks. I agree, it sucks. And oh my goodness, it is the greatest teacher as well. So if you know that life hasn't been working the way you want it to, if you know where you're at doesn't feel as joyous as you'd like it to, or maybe you've just gotten used to that way of life, and you're like, I don't really care what people think anymore. And if this is coming from a space of actually giving up or having given up or, you know, just developed a thick skin, that level of denial, and then, of course, there's no real release. So, coming back to the second meaning, the second origin of the word release, which is the Latin relaxer, which means to loosen or stretch out. This definition means that whatever it is that you're looking to release really does require you to stretch every aspect of it out, loosen it, really, really feel that it has no hold over you. And only then can you release it. You release when you really don't feel that situation affecting you anymore. Of course, of course, full moon energies are going to ignite stuff in you that needs to be learned, that needs to be released. But if you do not do the work to uncover what is coming up to be released, what needs to be shifted, 
how to shift it, it is going to become a pointless process. And this is where I do find a lot of full moon meditations that I see happening online, especially, you know, there's large groups of full moon meditations, powerful energy. When we all come together in groups and we meditate together, it's wonderful stuff, right? And you will have a shift. You will feel great from the breathing, from being grounded. Being grounded itself is so wonderful from the collective energy and from the time you give yourself to connect with your inner depth and your emotions. But I would remind you to be mindful that it doesn't mean one full moon meditation is going to release what is happening within you. You work to release what is happening within you and then a release takes place. The full moon illuminates. You do the work. It is nature. These are the laws of nature. We are beings of nature and we are fully capable of handling every emotion that is thrown our way. If we just focus on our journey, if we focus on what's happening within us, if we grow the resources we need to invest in ourselves, if we feed ourselves in the best possible way, there is only truth that we will carry. But this is sadly not the way we operate. We love distractions because of all the wounds that we carry. We love the idea of competition because we are not focused on mastery of ourselves. It's all part of the journey. Nothing is right and wrong. The only thing that matters is how you feel, where you're at, and where you want to take your inner state, your personal inner feeling state towards. And so in summary, a full moon release is the point where you have actually developed peace within with regards to a situation and you are ready to let that go into the universe for that energy to be manifested into something with a higher goal, with a new blueprint, and most importantly, you have no attachment to whatever it is that you are now releasing. The intention is just peace. It's almost like you have no intention at all with the release. That is a real release. It's okay if it feels like a lot of work. Yes, it is. Without a doubt, it actually is. And this is why a lot of people just decide at some point in their life to focus on doing inner work. They get help to assist them in that process. It does take quite a lot of energy to look at who you are and how you're actually making decisions in your life. What are the real bits in you that are moving you in the direction that you do not want to go and you're making yourself go? This is the power of the law of attraction. Because we attract who we are. So if you're holding pain towards something, if you're still holding pain towards something, you will attract more pain. If you're holding peace towards something, real peace, real gratitude, real gentleness, real humility, 
you're able to look at someone who was once, you know, some thing that was causing you a huge amount of pain. And today you can look at them as a teacher with enough humility and gratitude for all the lessons they taught you. Then we have arrived. We are definitely ready for release. And so you have it. That is a full moon release. Carry on doing your full moon rituals. Do it from the heart. Take time to prep for them. Make sure you're releasing something that you're really, really, really at peace with. Have a good one, everyone. See you at my next podcast or on my social media, which is at sumeria.loveandsex on Instagram or on TikTok or on Facebook as Sumeria Altair hyphen Varingil. My contact details are in the Spotify details below or you can DM me on Instagram or message me on Facebook. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye for now. So much love.